hot ginger and dynamite. There's, <laughs> there's nothing with that at night. Back in WCCY presents. Hello, and welcome to episode 32 Is it? of Who Can Convince You. I'm Harry. I'm Luke. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. I'm all right. Mm. I'm okay. It's been a long time coming, this episode. Yeah. There's been a lot of faffing. We've been busy. We have. Well, I think this should be the op- the opportunity where we mention we now have a website. Yep. WCCY.co.uk. But it doesn't end there. It doesn't. Um, would you like to tell them why it doesn't end there? We're going, we're, we're going through a... Uh, we've been purchased. <laughs> we've been absorbed into the monopoly of Disney... And now we are rebranding ourselves as WCCY, new music, yep. new artwork. We're rebranding. New host. So we're going to be the WCCY podcast. Uh, the logo's going to change. The music's going to change. The hosts, the platform, the, you know, the hosts aren't, but. Yeah. So yeah, <sighs> we're, we're, having a, we're having a bit of a switcheroo. It's exciting times, can convince but you. it has been taxing on our performance uh, when in regards to the podcast it and has. how we release episodes. Luckily, we recorded some beforehand with the bonus episodes you've been hearing for the last two weeks. Um, that's the TV themes. Three weeks? Or, Is it? I don't know. It's been a amount of time. Finally back on track. People have mentioned that they liked Tim. No one's ever mentioned that they liked me. Well, I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, it's um... so uh, yeah. So Tim phoned today, yeah, and said that he's he's proper up for more. <laughs> he said those are his words. Yeah, I'm well up he for wasn't it. Like sure at first, was he? But he seems he to wasn't be... sure. He wasn't sure. Um, so yeah, we're going to be branching out a little bit. We're going to be doing some YouTubey things, probably. So is this you and Tim now? No, just all of us in general. We all have a bit of, of a, we've got a little bit of a Halloween thing planned, as in me and Luke. Mm. Um, also, we have secured, as in me and Tim now, mm. have secured some music guests to really? interview. One of which being one of the top LA session guitarists of the seventies and eighties. Uh, who? Exactly. I'm not going to release say who it is because nobody will know who it is anyway. But they played on Steely Dan stuff, George Benson, um, loads of stuff, loads of stuff. Earth, Wind, and Fire. So, be interviewed soon. So yeah, and another thing since we last spoke because we haven't recorded for a month now. Really? Yeah, something like that, isn't it? It's been a nice break. Um We have a Kofi. Where you can get access to our Discord server for literally a pound a month, or a one-off donation of a pound, or a an imperial credit of the realm amount of your choosing. So yeah, you get some behind-the-scenesy sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it'll be updated. It'll be good. Right. <coughs> Right, um, 
So, seems as now we've got a Doctor Who section of the podcast and we've got a discussion-y, you know, random bit of the podcast as well. Mm. I thought we could use this part of the podcast now to discuss any Who news. And there's been quite a bit. Well, hang on. Go on. Because this Who news you want to release separately from this episode, don't you? To release it. Well, no, hang on. So originally we were going to um, review the trailer. Is the trailer out? It supposedly it's coming out today, but nothing's come out yet. Really? Yeah. No way. Oh, I bet it's American. No, BBC the Doctor Who Facebook page yesterday posted trailer tomorrow question mark. But I know Jody is appearing on the Graham Norton show tonight, so I have a oh, feeling. God, they'll air it on the Graham Norton show. Yes. Uh, it's probably airing now, Graham Norton Joe. Yeah. So when the trailer, because it'll get released on it as it gets broadcast on the telly. So uh, there's probably, we probably did a reaction to that, that it was out the other day. But you're listening to this on Monday, so. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. If not, still hasn't happened. So also, Evil of the Daleks has come out mm-hmm. on the Blu-ray steelbook. The, the one you have? Yes. Yep. Beautiful. Mm. Lovely package. Well presented. It is. It is. It is nice. Is it good? Have you seen it? I I hate to say this, but I, I've struggled to get past the first episode. Is it that bad? It's not that it's bad. I just sort of... I feel like it just... It takes a lot for me to just sit down and watch it. More than just money. Just... I don't know. I don't know what it is. It looks great. Mm. And the first episode is great. But... Uh, um, I've just sort of struggled to get past the first episode. I don't know why. I just sort of, In it. but I, I want to. So maybe after, well, I'll bring that up again in a minute. Okay. Okay. Next thing is going to be season 13. That's going to be airing very soon. Still haven't seen season 12 or 11. No, I think they should, you should probably, uh, probably I get need on, to watch that, that before... The first episode yeah. comes out of season 13 because... It leads on. No, because we've been invited, haven't we? We have been invited. So, yeah, so we've been asked by Rob and Liam of the Cloisterbell podcast to be mm-hmm. part of their hashtag After Who live stream that's going to be coming out after, you know, all of the new series episodes that are going to air. So it's going to be a live stream YouTube thing. So it's going to be me and you, as in Harry and Luke, with Robin Liam of the Cloister Bell, Mark Cockrum of All of Time and Space, and Shona of My Adventure in Space and Time. Well, thanks a for inviting me. Packed bunch of uh, us. You won't be able to get a word. Can I just cut up fingers on lips? Um, so yeah, it's going to be great. So we'll uh, when we find out more and everything's sort of released, we'll give you some. Thanks for inviting us, Cloister Bell. Uh, I'm I'm really excited. I am as well. I think it'd be great. Yeah. So another thing, I'll give everyone my two cents. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, no, you will be, it's you. So when the new series is airing, mm. we're gonna we're probably gonna have this discussion now. Are we gonna be doing a weekly? Because that's what we've always said we were gonna be doing, isn't it? After it's aired. Well, sort of just that week. 
Am I keeping you? Or... <laughs> is it well? Is that episode going to go alongside the normal episodes, or are we going to? I don't know. I do... You don't know. No. There's going to be weekly content released for when the new series is airing yeah. of our thoughts of the the episodes. Why don't we just do it alongside the normal episodes on Fridays? I'm guessing it's going to be aired on Fridays. No, Doctor Who. Yeah. No, it's aired on a Sunday night. No way. At 8 p.m. Why has it got such a bad slot? I don't know. I, it might even be half past eight. Oh my god! I'm sure it's it's at a really weird time. I remember it was on Saturday at 6 p.m. Yeah. Deary me. So. I think it was. Isn't it? That's not a good yeah. slot, is it? It's a bit later, isn't it? It's you know. Kids... A slot. There's nothing wrong. After he. We'll be here for all of your Series 13 content needs. Yeah. So you can follow our socials on our Twitter. I got news. Have you? John Barrowman. Yes. It's, right. So he was in the front pages of The Sun, wasn't he? What it, was the, when was the date on that? Try and find them in your messages. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't drag me into this. I'm just feeding the... <laughs> feeding the beast here. Where is it? That's that horrific podcast. You are the juggernaut of Barrowman... Hate. <laughs> the Barrowman trolley. Come on! Uh, I'm getting there. Oh. Looking through the images of all these. It's just, this chat is filled with hate. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> Where? No, you would have sent me it after you went to see Genesis. Oh, yes, and that. You can go onto YouTube and watch the... uh, If you type in Who Can Convince You podcast on YouTube, there is actually a Genesis review, a feature length. I haven't seen that yet. I need to. It's a big one. I think it's kind of like your steelbook. I've watched a bit of it, but I just can't... Can't put... You just... Yeah. It takes a lot, doesn't it, to watch two hours of me and Tim in a van and walking around Liverpool... No, I, I do want to watch that. I will watch that. I, did you send me your messages? I don't know. You definitely sent me yeah, that front a, a text at you probably. I want to know the date or when it was. Let's have a look. We're <laughs> going quite far back now. I find everything else, John Barrowman, just not the newspaper. October the fourth, gone Barrowman. <laughs> right, I said all right. So, some Barrowman news. <laughs> gone. I ain't gone. On October the 4th, 2021. <laughs> John Barrowman was accused of some heinous acts, wasn't he? Pardon? Oh, what? heinous. <laughs> heinous. <laughs> the bloke that wrote the refeed. His name's Rod McFee. <laughs> Rod. Rod. <coughs> Rod McPhee. Oh. <sighs> so you'd think, what was the headline? Gone Barrowman. ITV Axe, da- ITV Axe Dance Judge Accused of Flashing. Hmm. 
ITV has officially axed Dancing on Ice judge John Barrowman over flashing claims. However, he gets his own show now, doesn't he? It's something like that. They've sort of said, well, if there's a Christmas slot available. (laughs) Right. Um, And you think that would cause some uproar. That would stir some... You know, the way I've always looked at it, right? Yep. The things he's been accused of doing, yep. and as, uh, he's admitted to doing it, right? What's, what's, basically just flashing, isn't it? Constant flashing. Yeah, and hitting be, people with it, putting it on Martha's shoulder. And being and, horrible to people he doesn't even know. Yeah. Um, now, Huge ego problem. All I'm going to say, yep. regardless of who he is, and I'm taking this away from the BBC, <coughs> <laughs> taking this away from the... That's right. Taking this away from the current, you know, out of the BBC and out of ITV and out of TV and taking it out of Barrowman. Why don't you give that a go in your office and see what happens? Give it a go. Go on. See see how it gets, you know. And then just say it was just a bit of fun. Look, it was a different time. It was last week. (laughs) That's... um... Well, that's all I'm going to say, you know. It's not all I'm going to say. I I highly... I I reckon... Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Cole says, "I this is not towards you. Just put it on Twitter. Right, it's in the public domain. Don't put it on there. Okay. You don't want yeah. people to say okay. it." I do hope John Barrowman is brought back in from the cold. Sure, he did some crazy things on set, all in the name of fun at the time. And yes, views have changed, and sometimes for the worst, knee-jerk reactions. But he's still a great performer, and I hope he's let back in soon. Well, it's- hope he's let back in. Let back in. He's not a dog. He acts like a dog. Uh, at a Comic-Con, um, Cody... Uh, no. At a Comic-Con uh, recently, mm. um, people met him. Apparently, they're saying, met him yesterday, he was awesome. Mm. He's great. What was the new story? Um, I think it was last month. On Twitter, someone put on Twitter that he John Barrowman was at a, a Comic Con, and oh yeah, I sent that's been taken down that as well. So yes. it's a good job that I can we where is it? I sent it, isn't I? I'm so glad you took a picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> In other news, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone absolutely AWOL. Have you replied? No. Oh, please do it. <laughs> Have you got it? I can't find it. No, where's it gone? This is... Uh... Oh, yeah, we got it. So, we've got extra special news about John Barrowman and the situation. <laughs> We're just stirring. Uh, he's a <laughs> We need to get him gone. Uh, <sighs> this is a thread on Twitter that Harold, with his... Uh... Whoa, can you not... Don't bring me into this, because I don't want people to think that all I do on Twitter is just search for the hate, so I can send it to no, you. He's... For you to just go, God, I hate him. He's a born journalist. Loves, lives for this shit. Phone hacking, I'm yeah. a man. So uh, there was a thread on Twitter, and uh, we won't say their name, just in case. Yep. Throw away. Um, so after volunteering... F- this has been taken down, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we luckily uh, caught this just in the nick of time. Let me just double check. I'm pretty sure it has been, because I haven't, I haven't sort of seen the it. The name's Throw... 
Uh, it was posted on the 22nd of September 2021. Oh, sorry, it is still up. Ah, oh. bollocks. This hasn't been taken down yet. Uh, <laughs> it was posted on the uh, 22nd of September. But uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, this person says, after volunteering for a Cincinnati comic expo this past weekend, I am done supporting them and any conversation that allows handlers to be verbally abused by celebrities like John Barrowman and Katie Cassidy. First, I just want to... Basically, <laughs> there's a lot. I'll say it. I'll be like a little story now. First, I just want to say that I am autistic and love to be deeply involved in all aspects of convention life and planning. This led me to volunteering, where I was placed as a celebrity handler. Most celebrities were extremely kind, especially Felicia Day, minus the two listed above. I felt like garbage in Barrowman's presence. He and his personal assistant took it upon themselves to disregard all COVID-19 protocol by not wearing masks or social distancing. The convention centre took the mask protocol super serious but for everyone but celebrities. Barrowman was asked by convention centre staff to put, on, to put on a mask because it was required in the building. But he refused because he was fully vaccinated and to kiss his ass. He proceeded to walk around the vendor's alley and shop entirely unmasked while posing with fans. His Saturday panel was a disaster. He was 45 minutes late because of a group video. Because of group videos he wished to show fans didn't work with the equipment in the Queen City panel room. I was told this second hand, but he proceeded to have a shift, uh, sorry, a shit backstage and yell at staff. <laughs> he was warned to keep his panel friendly. No, he was warned to keep his panel family friendly, Barrowman, and no 18 plus warnings were given beforehand, but he acted more vulgar than ever in retaliation. This included making a sex position joke to a 17 year old girl during a Q&A. The convention received multiple complaints after. As uh, uh, All in all, John Barrowman was one of the worst convention guests I have ever encountered. I loved Dr. you growing up. Jack mate meant a lot to me as a budding nerdy queer kid. It's a shame that he's continuing to act like we're all beneath him, and shame to, and shame on Cincy Comic Expo for enabling this behaviour. Myself and four other volunteer, myself and four other volunteers complained to supervisors and were told to get over it. I'm not going over it anytime soon. My wallet will speak for me. Good luck next year. Hashtag gone Barrowman. Gone. Uh, I just wanted to cover that, and the shame of it all is that this man is bad. Yes, and we're still people are still supporting him, and it pisses me right off. Well, the thing is, the BBC have, have definitely sort of cut all ties with Doctor Who with him, haven't they? Yeah, I think if this stuff hadn't have happened, a hundred percent, Russell T Davis would have had him back. For the next, yeah, you know when he takes over, hundred percent. Can I, I just still say, think uni students love Russell? Yes. I think people my age love Russell. Yeah, love him. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, <coughs> it's it's horrible, really. Well, I've got more. I've got more. <laughs> so this is just got back from Comic Con, and I also this is someone on Twitter. Just got back from Comic-Con and all, I also got to see Captain Jack. Best weekend ever. All right. Uh, totally awesome. I hope to meet him someday myself. Uh, Barrowman is one of the only 
who stars I've met. He's great at cons. Yeah, he is. Luckily, no. Luckily, I hope he comes to Mississippi Comic Con next. Awesome pick. Really, he really appears to be enjoying meeting the fans too. We just well, yeah, he would for fifty quid a photo. <laughs> love it. Love. Just I'll look enthusiastic. This... If somebody pays me fifty quid to have their photo taken with me, I will look as if I'm having the time of my life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll live there. I'll even smile. Is that real? Yes. It's frightening. Who dresses like that? Which one? On the right. As in him. It's horrible. And you're choosing to spend it with that man. Where's my chair oh! gone? I'm sitting on it. You fool. Yeah, come in, come in, Lily. What? I'd love to get your, your opinion on something. Can't find my phone. Oh. I'd love to get your opinion on something. Yeah. John Barrowman. What do you think about all the stuff that's going on? I think he should keep his penis to himself. No, like seriously now. Like, what do you think? I think it's wrong. Because he's a d- I don't want someone putting their d- on my shoulder at work. Yeah. No. I need my chair. Oh. oh. Wow. Gee. Oh. 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 So I'm going to shower and then we're going to make some meatballs. Okay, Lily. So, yeah, that's the Barrowman news that Luke's got this week. <laughs> Just leave it. Oh, well. Just leave it. By the way, she's not on Graham Norton till 10.35. Are we watching it? So they're going to put the trailer on at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. For a children's, mainly, you know, for a kid's programme. Good advertising, BBC. Anyway. So that's, you know, that's... Russell's back. Russell is back. Bad Wolf Productions taken over by Sony. Yep, I told you that one. Yeah, you did. Um, big news. Big, big, big news. It's not really. I, well. Companies get acquired all the time. It doesn't really mean much. Depends how much involvement Sony want. And... Mm. We'll see what happens. It's impossible to say. They Sometimes have, um, Sony's like to buy things. Other times they like to manhandle it. And, uh... The BBC have released um, an article saying who all of the writing, directing credits for the new series. Would you like to see who's writing stuff? Oh, yeah. See if Chibnall's writing all of the stuff? Have you not seen this list? No. I've copied the link, but I haven't looked at it I yet. reckon Moffat's back. I don't reckon Moffat's back until... RTD comes back. Oh, is this only the writing for the next series, not? Yeah, yeah, for the next one, yeah. Directed. Okay, Doctor Who Newcomer does directed. Oh, it doesn't really say anything. Okay, um, so (laughs) another thing I was going to mention is that the internet seems to be absolutely filled with absolute dick in it. And I found. Numero uno. Hmm. His name is Alex Belfield. Right. And he's got a YouTube he's channel. Twitter. He's got a YouTube channel called Alex Belfield, the voice of reason. Oh, no. And he's an absolute tool. Alex Belfield, the voice of reason. He's a BBC presenter who got sacked, and he's currently getting investigated for stalking allegations. 
But it's not his fault, apparently. Oh, so it's got nothing to do with Doctor Who, is it? No, no, no. It just... It's... I'm Chunky, it's the voice of reason with some breaking news for a Friday evening. It's been a t- He's just an absolute tool who's still annoyed that the BBC sacked him. So he's gone on YouTube and just found that, oh, hang on, if I say that I don't want people to wear masks... Yeah. Oh, really? if I'm against... I know what, yeah. All of the boomer culture will flock if I say cancel culture's wrong. Or like, oh, I'm not having that. Oh, we can't say that anymore. They'll love it. They'll love it. So he's just making his money out of just peddling. Yeah. And it's disgusting. I haven't got many views. We're only talking like, on average, about 40,000. What? That's quite a lot. Not really. He releases like four videos a day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. To be fair, with channels like this, those 40,000, he's putting that, his ideology into them, and they watch and comment, and the comments are filled with, yeah, I agree, I think it's ridiculous. And then yeah. that spreads to their families, it festers in the underbelly of our society. It's... And this gets put on a pedestal <laughs> just to promote he's that brown sugar is going to get banned because he thinks it's because of council culture. Well, no, they have taken it out of the set list. The Rolling Stones aren't playing Brown Sugar anymore. Oh, I thought you meant actual Brown Sugar. No, the song. Oh, why? Because of its connotations to slavery, apparently. I didn't really... I I always thought it was about cocaine. Uh, I mean, it's up to Rolling Stones, isn't it? Well, yes, their song. Yeah, they want to fight for their song. Do we want? Yeah, whatever. There you go. Doesn't matter, does it? Alex Belfield. That's not his name. Um, He's a bit of a... Yeah, he's an absolute tool, and it infuriates me. I had to put it on Twitter to just sort of get it out of my system. Mm. And Mark was Mark Cockrum chimed in. Oh yeah, there's two pennies worth. <laughs> he's always there, and he mm. here we go. Um, just saying, you know, people like that, you just need to just ignore them. Take no notice. Yeah, Fuck it's that. hard though, isn't it? It is hard when they're sort of. They're doing so much wrong that it's sort of like you you literally, you've just driven past and you've seen somebody shoot a child through the head. But just ignore it because... I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> it's so... Okay. <laughs> no, it is, it's just sort of like you drive past a field and there's a pram. You don't know if there's anything in it, but you've just driven past... Just ignore it. It's probably just a pram. I don't think it's a good... Uh... Are they not? No. Um... Oh, can we all just say a prayer... This this will have happened by then, by now. My van's got its MOT tomorrow. <laughs> so if we could all just send some... Can we just have 20 seconds? Is that okay? Yeah, <laughs> oh, this is why the slideshow when they didn't pass. <laughs> You just got your van. Photos. <laughs> right. All right, come on. Then. Are you ready for a quiz? Yeah. So, this is the quiz. 
four items, price highest to lowest. Okay? Just letting it load. I'm just letting it load. Okay. This one's missing a knob. Item A. Okay. Remembrance of the Daleks, Imperial Dalek Mark II. Fiberglass and wood construction, painted white with gold details, including the uh, the 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 knobs, uh, plunger, slats, gun, uh, gunstick, and rods and everything. So it is a Dalek from Remembrance of the Daleks original prop. Okay, it's a full-on Dalek. Can get in full-on. It's the Dalek, one of the Daleks they used in Remembrance of the Daleks. It was screen used. Screen used. Right. Okay. Yeah. B item B. It's quite. It looks quite nice actually. I do like that design, white and gold. Yeah, especially with the a jacket. Item B, Ace, as played by Sophie Aldred, mm. a complete principal costume comprising of Ace's black bomber jacket with orange lining and various badges and patches applied overall uh, embroidered character name with t-shirt and skirt on a mannequin so it is Ace's costume Wine screen gone. used oh is it the first one I, I, I want that I actually want that it's a great jacket does it fit a man it's quite big on her isn't it I'll send them a question yeah. will it fit a man <laughs> so that's item B okay yeah Item C, original production used Doctor Who clapperboard. Oh, it's, who cares? From Bad Wolf. What? Okay. What? From the episode Bad Wolf? Yeah, from the episode Bad Wolf. Alright. Okay. Item D. Well, no, you can't survive uh, almost 20 years without getting that pen on the, on the slate smudged. Oh, you, people spray them, don't they? With a clear lacquer. Oh. It's like what you do with signatures, isn't it? Just spray it with a lacquer. I wouldn't know, and I haven't got one. No. I don't really care for anyone. Item D. Now, this is a good one. Doctor Who first four members' autographs. William Russell, Carol oh, Ford, Jacqueline Hill, William Hartnell. There you go. All authenticated autographs. They're real. They're pen. They're real autographs. This is actually interesting. Which one would you... Would you would, out of these, which one would you have? I'd either go for the Dalek or Ace's jacket. Oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not asked, but I'd, 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 I'd go for... I'd go for Ace's jacket. Yeah. Yeah, the clapboard shit. No one cares. I can make you one of them if you want. Exactly. Yeah. The signatures are cool, though. Yeah, that is pretty... It's between that and the and the, and the jacket. The Dalek. Where do you put a Dalek? I used I to see it in, in the uh, Doctor Who Adventures magazine. If you're going to have a Dalek... And hang on. Go on. And there was a little bastard every month who got... A Dalek. A Dalek. And you see him, how happy he is. Yeah, I never And there's me, little... And here I am now. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. Price highest to lowest. What are you going to do? Highest, absolute highest, top tier, I'm going to say is a Dalek. Okay. After that, I'm going to go with the clapboard. Okay. Then the signatures, then... No. I'm going to go top tier, Dalek. Yes. Then the jacket. Yes. Then the clapboard. Yeah. Then the signatures. How do you think you've done? Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now the problem is, whenever I do the quizzes, yeah. I always look for the dearest thing first yeah. and put that first. Oh, yeah. 
the cheapest thing last. Worked out, yeah. So it's just as it was presented. Exactly. As presented. How much was the Dalek? How much do you think the Dalek was? Six grand. Higher or lower? Higher. Twelve grand. Higher or lower? Lower. Higher. It's 16 grand. Very close. 15,006. I wouldn't pay that. It looks like it's fallen to bits. It does look like it's on death's door, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with yeah. that. You can keep it. Ace's jacket. Robin. But, um, this is a tricky one. Does it come with a boom box? Uh, no, it's just the principal costume. How could, How is she lifting that up? It looks massive. <laughs> it looks heavy. If you look in her right eye or her left eye, you can see this is her. <laughs> just hold it there. Got it. Sophie, can we take one more, please? <laughs> What's she got on her back coming out of her shoulder? It's her um, bat. She's got a bat. Yeah. So this is the Harley Quinn, is it? Before. Yeah. This. Yeah. Before. <laughs> um, I reckon we're talking two and a half grand. Higher or lower? Higher. Yep. That's annoying. Five thousand. Three thousand two forty. Who determines these prices, though? The seller. It's all the seller. Well, looking at it, seeing all the batches on it, I'd say, well, oh, it's at least yeah, <laughs> big, big job. This. The clapperboard. An annoying 1,900. Oh, 1,750. Oh. And the first four autographs? 1,200. 1,400. It's not 14 quid, is I it? I hate these because I, I'm, I can't get any of these. Autographs are always quite expensive, aren't they? I mean, if it was between a bomber jacket and an EPC, I'd go for an EPC. I'm not really asked about a bomber jacket. I can't use it for a woman. So, there we are. That was an alright quiz, that. Well, thank you. I thought I did pretty well. Yeah, you did. I well, think... considering you got it right, yeah. <laughs> That's alright, though. I think I did alright. Well, yeah, you got it right. Oh, look, I'm just having a look at the... Uh... Okay. So, thank you. This week's episodes... Am I, do you want me to go first? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so my story this week, for God knows how long we've been waiting to do this, is The Time Meddler from Season 2, Serial 9, aired from the 3rd to the 24th of July, 1965, written by Dennis Spooner, directed by Douglas Camfield, produced by Verity Lambert, script editor was not Terence Dix, as I've got written here. Bear with. So my story this week is The Time Meddler. Season 2, Serial 9. Can I just stop you there? You can. We just recorded we our did. reaction. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> just then. It's um, 24 minutes past 12 in the morning. Midnight. And we've still got this to do. So, so apologies if yeah. it's a bit brief and we're a bit more um, angry than usual. I want to go to bed now. Um, we waited up to do the trailer because we weren't quite sure when 
the trailer was going to drop. Yeah. And then we got halfway through the sort of the bit that you've just heard, and it was it, then it, 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 it was on prime time, eleven o'clock TV, <laughs> <laughs> the big boy spot. Yeah. So um, we had to pause because we wanted, to be honest, we wanted to just be the first podcast first. to release the reaction. I'm sure we weren't. Um, well, so yeah, of all podcasts. Of all dog do podcasts, I think first. we could be the first people to release a, tra- a reaction. Maybe that means we're the most devoted podcast ever, and that's why you listen to WCCY. Brought to you by Domino's. Hooters. Oh, all oh, right, okay. So, so yeah, this might be brief, but you know, it's got it out of the way. We'll do something like Evil of the Daleks next time. Um, story title is that the twelve parter? No. Good. Story title: The Time Meddler. Season 2, Serial 9, aired from the 3rd to the 24th of July, 1965. <laughs> Written by... Are you OK? Written by Dennis Spooner. <laughs> Directed by Douglas Camfield. Produced by Verity Lambert. Script edited by Donald Tosh. And the music, I do believe, it is stock. That's a bit lame. Yeah. What a, what a wet lettuce. It is four episodes long. Would you like a synopsis? I need one. The Doctor, Vicky and new companion Stephen Taylor arrive in Saxon, Northumbria on the eve of the Viking and Norman invasions. It is 1066, a pivotal moment in British history. The hand of a mysterious monk is at work without the rest of the body in the nearby monastery. Intending that history takes a different course. Thoughts? No idea what happened. I can't remember. I watched it two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know what happened. So, so you're going to have to go through the story and re jog my memory. I am. I'm just making sure everybody is aware that we're the first people to do this. Uh, do this review. I'll uh, message everyone. Yeah, apologies if anybody sent us an email. We are in the process of uh, ch- switching over our email at the moment. So, um, what do you remember from this? We want, we've been trying to record this one now for about three weeks. So, and things have just been getting in the way because of the website and trying to get everything sorted. No, I haven't. No. So, what did you think? <laughs> I thought... From my memory, it was really, really dull. <laughs> um, I remember Willie Hartnell going on holiday for two episodes. He did. I, rem- I, d- I don't know if it was two, I can't remember. It's late. Um, I remember the ending to be awesome. A good shock that inside the uh, yeah. the altar was the medalist TARDIS. That was cool. The monk. The monk. Um, I thought Willie was horrible to the medal at the end. The monk. The time meddler. The monk. Um, Locking him outside of his tires because it was too small. Kind of mm. like my episode where it was too small for the doctor. I was thinking uh, that. Isn't it weird that. how we've had it a few times now where they're like the same theme? Well, we didn't choose. The we didn't. Chose. Isn't that scary? Or maybe they just need better writers. Good grief. Um, I remember the accents of the people being strange. For, like, for the time. Regal. For 1066. Wow. Yeah. Am I there? Very well spoken. Um, Traveller, would you like a drink? Mainly I remember the first three episodes to be nothing of importance. Well, 
I think the main thing with this story is that it is the first glimpse of another member of the Doctor's race that we see. So it's not mentioned that it's a Time Lord. We know that now. Mm. But this is the first time that we know there are more of what Mm. the Doctor is. That was a big shock then. I reckon it would have. Yeah, that would have been a big, a big boo boo. Um, And also that there's another TARDIS. Because we've sort of been led to believe that the TARDIS was made by them, you know, by the Doctor and Susan. Because in Unearthly Child, Susan says, I made up the name. Oh. You know, that's always been a little bit contested as well all the way through Doctor Who. But, you know, it's... uh, Yeah. Susan... Susan? Susan says... um, that she she made up the name. And in this story, this is the first story which the acronym of TARDIS is said to stand for time and relative dimensions in space. Not dimension. Dimension, yeah. Hmm. So, which is what Susan said it was. So, and apparently that was just, that was an error. That, like, that was just, she read it wrong, but then that sort of settled itself into hoostery. Did it? Good that one. Hoostery. Do you like that word? No. No, neither do I. Everybody asleep. Mm. Okay, so I think episode one's great. I think episode one's great because you get the setup of the TARDIS lands and the monk. It's the I think episode one's called the Watcher, isn't it? I think that's episode one. Yeah, I haven't got that written down yeah. actually. Um, where the monk is essentially just watching over. So the TARDIS lands, and there's some great dialogue in it as well, where William Hartnell uh, gets the Viking helmet, and he says, a space helmet for a cow. Like, what do you think it is, a space helmet for a cow? I thought that's like one of the lines from Doctor Who that's stick, stuck, stucked, sticked. That's one of the lines from Doctor Who that's sticked all through the years. Has it? Yeah. Oh. A space helmet for a cow. Never heard of it. It was in this store. So, um, yeah, that's great. What do you think of the monk, Peter Butterworth? I remember him being quite theatrical, um, quite animated in his scenes, especially when he was getting chased by all the townsfolk. Yeah. It was the townsfolk, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, sort of. Um, And uh, to be honest, in this episode, I remember him most. I think it's a great performance. Yeah, I quite like his uh, delivery of lines as well. Well, I remember I had, I've got the... I think I first saw the Time Meddler because it was in the in a William Hartnell box set with the Sensorites, this and the Gunfighters, I want to say. It was like this This was the three, and it's like a little shiny VHS box. Mm. Yeah, this, the Sensorites and the Gunfighters, 
And I remember seeing Peter Butterworth on the case and thinking, that's the man out of the Carry On films. Because I don't know about you, but like the Carry On films were like a massive part of my childhood. Watching them. They were on, but I'd like them, but I think I was too young. Yeah, oh yeah, we they were just like constant repeats. A lot of videos, well, I didn't. we didn't have the internet until I was nine. Oh. No, hang on, we didn't have the internet until I went to high school. Oh. How old are you when you go to high school? About 11. 11? Yeah, 11, 12. No internet. <laughs> so yeah, I remember thinking, oh, I like that because I know who he is. Even though we've just been discussing in the trailer reaction for having famous people in the uh, Doctor Who show, that's a no-go. I won't bloody do it. But, Peter, what, but you like this, though. Yeah, it's great. Mm. It's really worth it. Um, yeah, the thing about the monk that I've always liked is that he isn't evil. No. Because he's what, cunning, though. Well, what he's doing is... He's got an agenda. Yeah. That's... His agenda that's written out on that massive piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Just in case he leaves it on an island yeah. and he can sort of... What was it? Oh, yeah. What was one? One, two, two. All right, okay. Instead of ripping a bit of paper off and writing it down, keeping his pocket. Yeah, but why did you... You may as well have, like, sprayed it on the wall. You may as well have just not done it anyway and just kept it in your noggin. There's only, like, five things on the list. I know. <laughs> He's got awful memory. But, yeah, essentially, all the time meddler's doing, the med- what the monk is doing, sorry, is going through periods of history to try and make it better. Mm. So, like, they don't fight, they don't have to do this, and I can steal a gun and keep it as memorabilia. Have you seen the memorabilia? Um, it's a song. What's the Doctor's agenda at this point, then? He's so, not working for the Time Lords, we don't know who n- they are. No, not... not What's not, he doing? The Doctor doesn't like the idea that the monk is meddling with history. I didn't ask about the monk, I asked no, about... But, yeah, but... Even though the monk, in his eyes, and probably to the viewer as well, is doing something that would mean history changes for the better, so that this war doesn't happen, or this person doesn't die, so he can, you know, carry on. The doctors, we're getting back to that thing of, you can't change history, not one line, unless it matters. Hmm. So the Doctor feels that all of this stuff, you can't do that because these are written periods in history. Then why is he going back to those parts in history then? Who? The Doctor. Plot reasons. Which are? I don't know. It's just, yeah. The Doctor doesn't like the idea that, I think essentially it's sort of, well, I I want to be doing that, not you. Yeah. So I'm going to break your TARDIS. Um... It's like a prelude to the master, isn't it, really, with the monk? Very much so. Very um, much so. But with the evil side taken out, because the monk isn't evil. No, he doesn't realise it, though. He's much... The master knows what he's doing. Yeah, in, mu- in really much care. way... Mu- much ways? Much like the Rani. Now, you haven't met the Rani yet. The ants. No, the Rani is another Time Lord, a Time Lady that we meet a bit further on down the line in Colin's mm. run, where... She teams up with the Master, but she's not evil really either. She experiments on people, but that's just like collateral damage. It's just it's that's just one of those things. She's not going Quite out there nice. being like, Well, I'm gonna blow all the humans' brains out so I can build new brains. It's just sort of we're the mice it's, it's, to the time um, lords. What's the word? Limited damage. What's the word? Yeah, just 
we're just the cannon fodder. We're just yeah. the thing that's there. Well, the Doctor at this point mm. hasn't got a clear character. We don't know his agenda or character yet, right? S- sort of. We don't really know why he's going on the travels. To be why honest, he's picking up these little kids. Season two. Season two is a sort of retreading or retelling of season one. Other than the time meddler, you don't really get anything new in the sense of the arc of who the Doctor is going forward. It's just sort of stories. Mm. Whereas with the first series, we do get a bit more mystery set up. Set up. <laughs> so when you get when you get to the time meddler in season... In season... <laughs> Turned into a sheep. Um, so when you when you get to season two, the time meddler is a welcome change to that because you get the TARDIS, a new TARDIS, another member of the Doctor's race. I think it's really interesting. I think that season the, two, yeah, yeah, in this where the story happens, and I'm very surprised that the monk doesn't come back. He, do, he does come back he for doesn't the, come back at all, even for, like, Revenge, or... He does come back in the Dalek Master Plan. That's cool. As a sort of just a cameo a little oh. bit. Not as, like, a main plot point. He wanted to be the main villain. I'm sure Big Finish have done it, because, you know, they love their stories, mm. so, you know. Click like and subscribe below. <laughs> what did you say? Like, he's got really bad hay fever or something. Right. Uh, Terrible uh, heartburn, heartburn. Yeah. gastric trouble, playing up again. Click, oh. click like and subscribe below. We got plenty of gone. Right, right. I would like. Is there a story to why the master doesn't like the doctor? What starts it all? Is that an episode? No, it's not just- really. Could the monk be the master, really? Come back for the revenge? Yeah. I, I don't Confirmed. think so. Oh, right. I don't think so. I think A lot of people say this as well with the Patrick Troughton finale with the war games. There's the war chief who is a time lord as well. And everybody seems to think that the war chief is the master. Sorry. Everybody seems to think that the war chief is the master. But it isn't. It, it isn't. You can rewrite the canon to be that if you, you want, want it to be. To, I think that's the thing. It's if you want it to be the if you want it to be the Rani, it can be the Rani. You want it to be the War Chief, is the War Chief. So, yeah, do with it what you will. I think the character's great, and I'm very surprised that New Who hasn't brought back this time meddler thing. I remember in I think it's Capaldi's run. There's the Monk trilogy, isn't there? You might have skipped this. The um, pyramid one? Do you remember the pyramid story for Capaldi? It might be season 10. Fucking hate BBC. I play so much. Brit, but it's lovely watching Doc, old Doc T without the Brit box thing coming up at the beginning. And yeah. Horrible. Season 10. The Monk trilogy. Yeah. Pyramid at the end of the world or something. I can't think what it's called. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I stopped on Oxygen. Yeah. Well, and 
I only saw the Empress of Mars because no, we didn't, we didn't watch the Empress of Mars. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we reviewed we that. Yeah, it's the Victorians in on Mars. So I remember when that thing when it was announced. I think it was in Doctor Who magazine first that there was going to be the Monk trilogy. I thought, no, oh, they're going to bring back the podcast. I'll stop them. Oh no, that's you. Oh, yeah, it's, the like, yeah. it's the Rani. I love that. Whenever anything, like a few years ago, whenever there was a woman or anything that was announced yeah. for Doctor Who, everybody was like, it's going to be the Rani. She's going to be the Rani. You know, Rose, Bad Wolf, she's the, the Rani. Rani. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just commented on a photo of Jodie. It's the Rani. <laughs> Right, do you want me to read you the um, the story breakdown? <laughs> it's getting late, folks. It's ten to one in the morning. Would you like a story breakdown from the programme guide? Just mic. leave the microphone where that. it is. Leave it. Do I want what? Do you want a story? You were mid-sentence with something back there, but... I don't know. I interrupted you. It's fine. Would you like a story breakdown from the programme guide? <laughs> it took five seconds to really interpret interp- what you said there. Do you, want me to read, it. do you want me to read you what the story's about out of this book? Yes, please. Okay. The TARDIS materialises on the east coast of England in 1066. There, they are puzzled to find a modern wristwatch and an old gramophone. Their owner, the monk... Exhibit A. <laughs> Here we go, lot number 426. It is a Edwardian wristwatch. Previous owner of the monk. It's great condition. Estimate on 400 for this. Who's going to give me 10? Who's going to give me 10? Are going to get 10 in the room? <laughs> Their owner, the monk, is another time traveller from the same planet as the Doctor, Gallifrey. He is planning to ensure Harold's victory at Hastings with atomic bazookas. It takes all the Doctor's cunning to stop the meddling monk. Finally, he removes the monk's dimension controller, leaving his TARDIS stuck Leaving his TARDIS stuck in 1066. Doesn't the tide come in and consume the TARDIS? Yes, but only in the sense of sort of, well... Don't worry about it. I'm starting to pick up on things like uh, uh, events that happened in old Who that reoccur in new Who. Aye. Maybe have uh, inspired them. Oh, it's a little nod. Well, because the TARDIS getting consumed by the tide reminds me of the TARDIS when it was getting consumed by the sand on the shore in the or the people, the unborn people. The, oh, the, uh, the the almost people. The almost people. Yes. When that. <laughs> Scary, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this is what podcast. Yeah, it's a bit. It's worrying. It stinks of sweat it? and double denim. Oh, it smells like, like a fan club. It smells like model train monthly. Ooh, double or gauge. So are you tabletop scale or or gauge double O? It's up. Yeah. I've got a lovely flying Scotsman. Well, I'm partial to Hornby. I'm quite partial to diesel locomotives. A lot of people are very, uh, you know, old-fashioned, prefer the, the golden age of steam, you know, pre, pre-closing down of the railways. Um, Mr Beeching was uh, a bit of a b-
So, I, I tend to move the times and stay up to date and go for the Virgin trains. Oh, no, I don't, because they're all fun. So, yeah. <laughs> There's some, there are some nice scenes in this story. Yeah. I, I really like the intrigue. The, the, the problem with this story for me is that it's three episodes too long. Mm-hmm. The whole episode feels like the setup that you'd get in a scene to introduce who this character is. So all of the sort of who is this person, what are they doing, feels like it could have all been done in one episode mm. and then just sort of... It's filler. It's filler, but it's not... Bad filler. It's not bad filler. It just feels like it's sort of... Uh, we've got this idea, but I don't really know what we're going to do with it. But it's still good. It's not unwatchable. It's not sort of... You're no. not sitting there watching the thing like, oh, God, how long's left on this I was this watching now? it because I was curious to who the monk is. Yeah. And I think you watch it... And that it, pays off at the end. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's worth the wait. And it's got one of the best cliffhangers mm-hmm. in Who. I wish the acting was better when they got that... When they, you know, got the shock of, it's the TARDIS! Yeah. Oh, fuck! <laughs> right. It's like, oh, right, Should okay. we do it again? Yeah. Oh, we haven't got time. We've got to be out of here, haven't we, William? Haven't we, David? So, yeah, I mean... You know, I, I love when all... we reviewed the episode where uh, Martha's first story... Oh, yeah, yeah, Smith and Jones. I cannot think of David Tennant now without thinking of his feet slapping against the hospital floors. <laughs> I can't do it. I always think of his feet now. Strange. Mm. Come on then, Willie. Pardon? <laughs> What's happening with Willie? What was I saying? Oh yeah, so I like I like all the setup to the story, like with the wristwatch, and we hear the gramophone and the light switches on straight away. Mm-hmm. There's a Yale lock on the door of the so monastery. Yeah, I don't nice. know whether that's. I think that's probably a mistake. But it fits in the, in yeah, it, the story. It, but it well. works. It does work. Um, the the mass- is, why would you have a Yale? If you have a Yale lock, that's it. Yeah, no one's got the- a lock pick, have they? Yeah, I've just- got a Yale key. Well, they might do, because they're accents. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the monk's over there with his gramophone. What year is this, sorry? <laughs> it's 1066. Uh, but, I, but I think I think the story rattles along well enough for this period. Mm-hmm. Season two, I don't think, is a... Per- it's not a particular favourite of mine. No. But it's not bad. No. It's, um... Yeah, it's, I think it's quite interesting. And I really like how they did the sky with, the, like, the cyclorama thing of the clouds. It's weird. Because it, it's, it's really good. But it's weird. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, the, all the clouds fast. are just in a yeah. circle spinning around. It's but that cloud. considering it's a completely, um, what do you call it? It's all a set. What's, it, what's the phrase for that? Multi-camera setup. Well, no, there's there's no location shooting. It's all... In-house. Yeah, yeah. It's all at BBC. This is the BBC. Um, I think they do a really good job. Like, some of the stuff you wouldn't necessarily think... Like, when they're looking over the cliff, I think it's, it's the, the two villages, isn't it? Mm. Where they go off to the beach because there's a box washed up. 
and they look over the cliff edge and oh, you and see the, the sky for the first ready, time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. But it's a long way to the beach and back. 1066. Cut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that, that scene of them peering over the side and you mm. see the sky behind them. I reckon you'd be hard-pressed unless you sort of think, hang on, that sky's going in tornado. <laughs> Shit! It's a twister! <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I think you'd be hard-pressed to say that's location. The Vikings were You go over there, and I'll go over here. All right, Ragnar. Right. <laughs> Stephen, throw the grapple up. Stephen. Stephen. Right. You storm the monastery. I'll pillage. <laughs> Burn and rape all of them, would you? Right. You deal with the monk. We'll rape and pillage the villagers. Shall be bad now. Yes, take about now. If that, we'll meet back oh, here crap. at uh, synchronized watches at fourteen hundred hours. <laughs> but he's always ready. Aye, aye, sir. Awful. Yeah, they so. were bad. They've done no research for the Vikings. Well, well, it is what it is. I think it's all right. I think the story's good. All right. Yeah. Whatever. I think that's about it, really. Let's speak. Let's talk about the end then. Go on then. Oh. What do you mean? shrinking. Can you talk about the end? Yeah, so the dimensional control is taken out of the TARDIS, mm. which means the inside of the TARDIS becomes relative to the, what the outside is. So the inside of the TARDIS is now the actual size it would be inside its exterior shape. Right, so it's as big as the altar. So if yeah, if it happened to the TARDIS, if it happened to the police box, yeah. the doctor's TARDIS would be, would be tiny. Yeah, it would be like four square foot. Because as Capaldi says, if it was the actual size, it would make a massive crater into the earth. Or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry it's about massive. that. Massive. I think it's a great little, you know, yeah. plot device. I think it's a bit harsh. What do you mean? Oh, it's a, it yeah. seems a bit of a big, you know, can you not just tell them to stop? Eternal punishment. Yeah, you Being know. trapped in 1066. Stuck there forever. That's really bad. And you you could go if you were just smaller. <laughs> That's horrible. Like, it's, it's just Maybe three stone and you'll be all right, you'll get in. You know. I think the thing is, well, though, it's be, been... Couldn't you get a big, long pen and, like... Push Switch it back on. Push it down and <laughs> make it go somewhere else. <laughs> you know, on the beach or something, so you can get in there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think Pen. the thing that's quite nice with it, with the story, is because it's left a bit open-ended that he's sort of stranded there forever, you could, in theory, go back and he's regenerated and it's 300 years later or whatever it is, and he's still there, trapped. So it's not as if that character's dead and you just can't do anything with oh, it anymore. because he, he's a time lord, is he? Yeah. So he'd still be alive, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. But but then again, it's a bit of a fan isn't it? If you bring back the monk, somebody that nobody really knows. Oh, no, bring him back. I think it'd be really cool. It would be. You'd just have to sort of reintroduce it, wouldn't you? Like soft, rebu- re- soft reboot him. I love that shot. It is lovely. That it is shot really shot well. At the end, pulls up and the monk's just there on his own, crying. 
horrible. All of the monastery set looks great as well. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, to be fair, all of the sets look great. Yeah, this I is, think, uh, I think, the best realised uh, vision for a story I've seen in I, early Who. I think there's one for, moment... Like, the first three seasons. Yeah, there's like, one moment, there. and I think it's in episode one, where we first meet the uh, the wife... You know the the, the villagers where the, the the lady the doctor speaks to and mm-hmm. she gives him gives him a drink, and the male character comes in and sort of walks around the set to sort of he's going somewhere and he walks behind them and sort of circles around the set. That's the probably the only time where you sort of get a sense studio bound. Yeah, that it's you know they haven't got a lot of space to be working with here, but I think it still works really well. I think it works very well. I had to be reminded that it was set now, that it was filmed in house, yeah, rather than outside. It is convincing. Yeah, it's it really, really good. Is. So here you go, the time meddler. Right. My story was called Flatline. Come on. Okay, you head up off the desk. Oh, fucking hell. Let's get this over with. It's uh, The time is uh, 1.02 in the morning. AM. Uh, needs must. The thing is, it's all for you. No, it's not. No. <laughs> uh, season 8, episode 9, air date was the 18th of October 2014. Where were you that day? Uh, written by Jamie, directed by Douglas, produced by Nikki. We like Nikki. Uh, you're rattling through. Music by our Lord and Saviour. I know. That much I do know. Synopsis. <laughs> Separate from the Doctor, Clara discovers a new menace from another dimension. But how do you hide when even the walls are no protection? What? Hey? Why would you ever say that? Anyway... With people to save and the Doctor trapped, Clara comes up against an enemy that exists beyond human perception. Full stop. Hey. Before you do your thought, this is what that's from. That much I do know. Do you know what Train Guy is? Bob Mortimer keeps doing these, Hi Cole! As oh. if he's on like a thing. Yeah, yeah, And Matt Berry's become the reply. Like as if he's on the other line. Who's Matt Berry? A comedian. Have you seen Toast? No. It's great. I heard of it. Yeah, you think you've got it bad? My wife's just given me the big no-no to Wild River swimming. So I'm sat here in the bathtub in my long johns with a cold tap running. It's not the same. I know, he was on the phone earlier. Wants me to locate some chin straps that won't strangle the elderly. I told him those baby boomers, they'll sue at the drop of a hat. Or a chin strap. <laughs> I know, I know that much I do know. <laughs> Hold on a second, my eldest son's just come in the room. You wait! I need you to go and locate me some cigarettes from the shop. <laughs> Say that again. Hi, Mum. Yeah, look at you, gal, with your oil and you lace streaks. Yeah, and your grey hair. I thought the camera was on black and white for a moment. I know, Mario. It's like a ruffle brothel in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, got some bad news. Um, I've been in a Zoom booth with Jeff Linton. 
dead loud as well (laughs) 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 I don't know how he does it train every day I couldn't I could if I was listening to a good podcast like this one exactly and that's why we're here actually what are our thoughts flatline flatline I thought it was great I thought it was alright yeah I thought it was great I thought it was all right. It was all right. it was okay. <laughs> I think it has a, it, it sets up to be something quite unique. Up there. Next up. level. <laughs> and then uh, past half. Fuck it's late. But past halfway, we start getting dreary now. We start to really really get Oh, this is, yeah, this is just Doctor Who all over again. Yeah. This is Capaldi's era. And we are struggling now to keep going. Halfway so, through? Yeah. Of the... Of us recording now as well. This yeah. is This is getting to the point where it's like... We finish or we carry on? No, we're carrying on. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're in. You, you're going to struggle for the rest of this, listeners, so... Strap in. We might have to chain you in, because... <laughs> right. He yeah, spouts a brain activity, then he just goes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's a little hat. <laughs> a little hat. It's, it's for a stump. My stump club. You're the horn man from Ripley's. <laughs> little hat for him. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> Sutty with no clothes on. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, God. Nearly there. I'll get the feedback ready. <laughs> it won't be long. Anyway. By the end of the story, it became just a typical Doc 2 story. And even started to drag its feet with closing character um, arcs and yeah. development of relationships between Clara and uh, the community service crew. Um, I mean, even the old man who was grouchy, racist and horrible just got off the hook. And the doctor basically said, like, bygones be bygones, he's all right. Um, even though he's horrible, he's probably going to kill a child one day. Let him off. Well, it is what it is, isn't it? Uh, and there's no explanation <laughs> of what happened to the monsters either, apart from they just went to a different dimension. Awesome. It's very, very lazy. What? Very, very lazy. George Lazenby. It's very, very lazy. <laughs> it's very lazy um, after this first half. 
And even the CGI starts to look really bad um, after the first half. I don't know what happened, um, but I really like the first half. Yeah, I think it's set up pretty nicely. The mm. monsters are great as well. Like the idea of yeah. them. Until the 3D. But uh, it's okay. Until when we first see them in 3D, they still look great. But everything after that, especially the end when they're shooting out the door, awful. Mm. I don't know. Oh, and the, the handle goes yeah. flat. Yeah. But then the handle went flat earlier on, and it looked great. I don't know. The budget must have just run out or something. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. probably. Act one. Man gets whacked in his house and is eaten by the wall. That's a good opening, that. A classic Doctor Who opening, that. Mm. For New Who, anyway. I like when things are started that. It's very much like a house when that starts. And you've got someone... You're trying to guess what's going to happen to them. It's already happened, sort of. No. You're trying to guess what's going to happen in this instance of this man in his house. Is there someone going to come through the door and kill him? Or I know, He's yeah. eaten by the wall. I know. Which I know. <laughs> Which I do know. A lot of wall killing uh, Capaldi's run, by the way. Mm. I don't really know what I meant by that, but apparently there is. Uh, the Doc and Clara are about to go out uh, the TARDIS before seeing that the door has gotten smaller. Can you stop clicking? <laughs> what are you doing? Just on YouTube. For what? I don't know. Presents. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, straight back what are you doing I don't know I just uh, right I'm ready hello and welcome to episode 31 of who can convince you I'm Harry I'm Luke <laughs> don't be like that how are you I'm okay <laughs> I've got a cold <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> anyway, the door of the TARDIS has gotten smaller. They discover the TARDIS is shrinking. Clara goes off on a wander for some reason. I don't know why she just goes off. I'm going to look over here. Clara, Where the TARDIS is shrunk. Hey! You might never be able to get it back home. I know she is home. This is a current time. Yeah, this is a... Yeah. This TARDIS fucked up a bit. Anyway, meanwhile, the kid does some community service and Clara passes by. It's all right, isn't it? Uh, the writing's a bit late. She just happens to come across this bridge where all this stuff's happening. Because she doesn't have that device yet that points her in the right direction of um, where this dimensional like rift sort of thing's coming from. Hmm. She's just wandering at this point. Yeah. She just happens to come across the mur- murals of Hello. <laughs> people who've been killed by this 2D creature. What are you doing here? I love that man. I thought he was great. Anyway. Chiseled. Uh, chiseled. The kid, in, the kid from the community service, uh, takes Clara through a tunnel, and it's got drawings of people on its walls. Clara goes back to relay this event to the dock, and he's shrunk even more. Good grief! Now he looks like one of the TARDIS toys I used to have. Yeah, that is great. It had like a little uh, spinner at the bottom, so you can hold the top, put your finger on the bottom, and spin it. Great. Was it? He discovers there is a dimensional leech. Dim- a dimension there, there leech. Is, there is dimensional leeching to the west. Um, and Clara says that's just wrong. She's clever. She's clever. No, I mean, like, it, she said it in some... Like, what the doctor said was some perverted joke or something. It's Moffat. Mm. You're not present. I, no, I am. 
What are you doing? I'm just refreshing Twitter. Leave it. No one's going to be up at quarter past one. Americans. That's true. Australians. Switzerland's. Swiss. <laughs> South Africans. It's China. 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 Uh, he discovers there is dimensional leaching to the West. Uh, with a device with nanotech, the doc is able to see through the eyes of Clara while he is strapped inside the TARDIS. No, trapped, not trapped. <laughs> trapped. Strapped inside. <laughs> stuck to the wall. <laughs> Clara, I can't... <laughs> I've got to really improve that impression because it could be good. It's on the... Yeah, the cusp. Clara. The Clara. I'm stuck. No. No, it's American. No. Clara. <laughs> Clara. Hey, Clara, I'm stuck. All right, come on. Uh, so this <laughs> nanotech device the doc has that you can put on a spat right on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so this nanotech device. <laughs> that the doc puts on Clara. Yes. Why didn't, why doesn't, why hasn't he used that in the past? Because he's just found it, I suppose. That would be really good. Um, that would be really good defence for the the weaving angels mm. because you can look and as you you blink now and then wait, yeah be like rabbit no it wouldn't work like Charles and Dave no one can see just blink 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 no you got a beautiful alright <laughs> so, what do we think so far great I really enjoyed this one Did I didn't really? think it was going to I thought it was going to be just another crappy but I thought the monsters were good and there were some bits. I like we the train track. We haven't got that first act one. What do you think? All right, yeah. The setup. It's hard to shrink. What was your first thought? G- great. Right. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was a nice thing to do. They haven't really done a lot of that. They did it. Um, I suppose Matt Smith had it the other way around. That the inside oh, yeah. of the TARDIS was leaking out, and the TARDIS was yeah, growing. It was massive, wasn't it? So now they've sort of done it the other way. I thought that was nice. Um, it doesn't really make that much sense to me. No. Just sort of, are they just None doing it because it it's a, an excuse to have a cool prop? Merch. Mm. Didn't sell any of it, like, but, you know, sell any. Some people say I look like me there. And I think this is the first instance where Clara gets to shine by herself. She's great. She's great. She's always yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not true. She had, uh, even the bits before, yeah, yeah. she was in, <laughs> she was a companion to shining by herself. I can't wait until we do uh, the one where Clara's in the Dalek. Into the Dalek? No. Is it? It's where... Oh, Asylum Ma- of the Daleks. Maybe. It's where they get sent to Scarrow and then... I think it's Asylum of the Daleks. That's... In my memory... I remember that being fantastic. all right. fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's one of the best two episodes. Okay. So I'm really eager to rewatch because I can't remember if it is actually that good. I really hope it is, though. Um, act two. So the kid's called Riggsy. And so Riggsy... And Cl- isn't that Rising Damp? No, it's called... Oh, no, Rigsby, that is, isn't it? Yeah, it's Riggsy. Miss Jones. That's awful. Who's act that? two. <laughs> Riggsy and Clara find the place where the man at the beginning was slaughtered. And Riggsy, for some reason, says the man could still be in the room. Why would he say that? In what universe would you say that? It's a police investigation for all he knows. She is in the police. And he just says, he could still be in the room. 
What could he? No. <laughs> Unbelievable. I hate writing like that. They, You're a lazy, lazy man, Moffat. <laughs> they go they give up and go to another place of a person disappearing. A policewoman helps them before she gets eaten by the floor. Her screams would even make Barrowman shiver. <laughs> <laughs> She's got some great screaming acting there. Yeah, yeah. It's gr- it's har- harrowing. Harrowing. Barrow. That's really, really bad. It looked like she was getting tortured. But she was getting eaten by the floor by these 2D creatures. And she the first was time getting sucked these, into the floor. It looks great. Yeah, it, it looks I okay. I love these effects. There's Especially ca- the, the murals um, in the background. Oh, when they turn around? Yeah. Yeah, that looks great. There it's, is some sloppy scenes in this, though. Yeah. We did spot when... Uh, is it? Yes, yeah, so when the policeman policewoman gets sucked into the floor mm. and it pans quickly to the door. Oh yes, but there's, a, there's a cut halfway, isn't there? It's really, really bad. Yeah, it's, it's shoddy. Yeah, you can see they wanted that quick cut um, hidden by motion blur um, by panning left really. But quickly. they just didn't hide it. They panned left quickly for a bit and then sh- stopped sh- cut <laughs> to the door. It was, it's jarring. Yeah, it's really, really sloppy. Um, and things like this, elements like this, are re- like New Who's riddled with stuff like this, especially in Tenant's era. Do you remember the lighting in Smith and Jones? Awful. It just seems Is the to light coming from over there or up behind us? Oh, it seems see to that? always oh, no, be something in New Who. And Jodie's rectifies that. It's gone. Now it's big. It's mega. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the, the, the creatures look great, though. I love the idea because it's new. I've never seen anything like this before. Even in not just New Who, but. 2D creatures I like to start making things 2D and sucking people and making them 3D yeah. and putting their murals of their insides and like microscopic images yeah you know, like the nerves like the the first one's like uh, I don't think I'm sure I remember someone saying it in the episode but I don't think they did yeah I think the doctor says it it, it does about the nervous system but not about the the one uh, the skin yeah the skin yeah he does he says oh, does both he? yeah oh because at first it looks like rock and stuff. Yeah, I thought, yeah, like yeah, like dried yeah. It's micro- mud. It's like a zoomed-in skin, isn't yeah. it? Awesome. I it's love great. that. It's great. That's the 12A element I want brought back. You know, creepy stuff. Uh, yeah, I just want scary. Yeah. I just want shocks. Um, Fear. Fear. I, uh, one that I think you can get away with, and especially with the Cybermen, just body modification. Yeah. Body enhancement. Splicing technology and body together because it's creepy and it's effective, and it's you can get away with a 12 with that. Yeah, yeah. it's not as dying, it's just ew. Not body modification generally, you can do what you want, your body, but when you just start, body horror, yeah, body horror, they just need to, yeah, it's uh, it, it's literally it's there. The ball is set up, you just need to kick it. Yeah, if you're into your football, I'm not, so I'd miss it. Or, if you're into your if you're into your snooker, the ball is there. The pocket is open. Cue it in. Ronnie. If you play golf. If you're into your Formula One, you're at the starting point. You just need to go. <laughs> if you're into your... <laughs> your ping pong. If you're into your... Yeah. It's the been paddles, pinged. You gotta... Just pong it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into your skateboarding. The rail's there. Grind that, mother. If you're into your skydiving, the plane's up, the door's open. You've just got to jump. 
into the swimming. The pool's ready. It's a lovely temp. Jump in. Yeah. If you're into your space travel, you just need oh. to take your Shatner with you. Oh. And then, you you know, you're ready. You're ready. Fair play. Congratulations, William Shatner. Who's that? He's the oldest man to be put into space. 90. When? William Shatner. When? Captain Kirk. The other day. Like yesterday? Day before? Uh, I swear oh, away from... Yeah, anyway. I don't believe it. It's bloody flat. A mural anyway. on the wall reveals that the policewoman's nervous system has been absorbed into the 2D dimension. Moffat makes it funny when Clara is moaning on the phone to Danny Pink as they try and escape the 2D creatures. Remember that? Mm. When on the chair and she's moaning, trying to, trying to, trying to put down her. Uh, oh yeah. That's my vape air again. <laughs> Get one again. What did we say about the vape? Keep going. We're nearly there. We're not. There I'd be. Um. Switch the electric off at two. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take no prisoners. It's going off. <laughs> two a.m. curfew. Electric gets switched off. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, so we've got more sexy, raunchy stuff in Doctor oh, Who. God. Why is that okay, but we can't have horror? Uh, I don't know. I hate that. I hate that sort of stuff as well. But it'll be back. It's going to be rife again, isn't it? Yep. Kissing all day, every day. We haven't had a kiss for a while. No. It's been great. Yeah, it's, it's been lovely. It's just got no place. We've yeah. said this with Tim. If they saved it for things like, if they saved the kiss, even this might be a push. But the last episode of R- with River and Capaldi, yeah, just don't use like, it all the time. Save a, ki- a kiss for that, yeah, because that's that's a lovely scene. Them two last moments, they know they come to the end of the line, and we we've not seen them kiss the whole time. Well, it's just think, man and wife. I think it's that's just lovely. for for me, it's just one of those things, sort of. We don't need the main characters to kiss because we know they like each other. Yeah. You know, we, we know that. What does Moffat the kiss? Know that. Well, he just wants to see Clara. Uh, um, we do, we just don't need it. We don't need it. Tell you what, we do need. Baron. Clara and Riggsy smash through the window and escape the room. Back at the tunnel, they realise the murals on the walls are the people who disappeared because mm. they start turning as a oh, cool, cool effect. Cool effect. Casualty Man, the man from Casualty, yeah. <laughs> freaks as the drawings start to chase the gang. They head to the train depot and try and figure out a plan. Now, this, I reckon the scene came too early where they start to figure out a plan. This is their only safe place for now before I think one of the characters who was there for a moment, they turn around and he's now 2D in the wall and the camera moves to the left. I like that. That's really cool. Scary as well. I think the effects are pretty good in this. Yeah, they are very nice. I do like when the sort of the watery versions move across. Yeah, like worm things. I think that's great. Um, I just think this train depot scene could have happened a bit later. Yeah. Uh, Because it's a big pause. Uh, It is a big pause. Because I think... The doctor relays information to Clara as well to what to do, and well, the thing is, it's well, a lot of explanation for the sake of um, 
for things to make sense. As th- in, why, is, why does Clara know this? Oh, I think to be did, fair, we, we sorted it in that scene. Yeah, but I think to be fair, that we're running, we are running out of time now, aren't we? Story wise. So this has to be like the sort of catalyst to sort of we have to get things, things have got to get going now. So I think that little jump just makes it feel a little bit. It pushes it forward a little bit. But it doesn't it's a full stop at this bit? Yeah, but it, it's sort of they're deciding what to do the whole time. Yeah, but the, that it sort of it does it ties up that bit to sort of move on. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's it's been a bit meandering that they sort of the people and they get sucked into the floor suppose, and they're in the wall yeah. and da, da, da. it's like right okay well it's this now we'll deal with it. This bit feels like the end of Act One. Yeah. Even though if that were true, Act One would be half the story. Which is but it strange. probably is though. Could be. It, yeah. It it doesn't mean it's even, does it? No. It's it's just yeah. You'd think it would be. You'd think it'd just be. Yeah, it's third, weird. Like, like this Act One seems to. Uh, replace Act Two almost. Act One's massive, mm. where Act One usually is only the beginning, setting up some characters, and then there you go. Um, yeah, strange. Anyway, after that, the Doc decides they need to communicate with the two D creatures because they might be. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's just reasons. The creatures. Things. The creatures blur out numbers through a hacked speaker system and reveal who their next target is by saying their ID numbers, uh, which is cool. It makes yeah, sense because it, it is two D. Yeah, on the it's the only thing they probably see on these three D people. That is cool. It does identify them? Oh, that's quite smart. Uh, one of the group gets made two D, and it is a very cool effect. Um, nobody cares too much though. They don't. Hmm. They just look at him in two. That's quite horrific. Seeing someone like seeing you now, you look three D to me. If I turn my head, oh, he's actually in the wall. He's two D. Hmm. I mean, you I'll always look three D, don't you? Really? You meant two D? No, I mean you always look three D. You always look two D because you're just big. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean is that <laughs> you, you just it, it's like you just having, go one way. It's like, you know, I think for you. It's sort of, you know, like when you see a ball yeah. on a flat surface, yeah. it's just, it's always just round, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it's like looking at you sat on that chair. Is it? I mean, yeah. When I'm not getting distracted by the chair going... For you, it's like uh, someone's put two concrete like, slabs, smushed your face together to make it 2D. And when you bring it out, it's like flat yeah it's I, just girth it just goes out the yeah i like the sort of because the fat's nowhere else to go but out yeah I, yeah i suppose it's, it's and the no like... neck thing does make a difference yeah yeah like a snowman just a uh, ball and a ball <laughs> and a ball <laughs> oh well we carry on. The doc makes a 2D ish. Uh, no, the doc makes a 2 this. That's what it's called, a 2 this. Yeah. That, restored, that restores 3D to 2D things. He made it in about two minutes, though. That's fine. I, I have no problem with that at all. You sure? Yeah. 
I don't have a problem with that. Because it, it seems like the writer has a real issue with trying to explain things to make it all make sense, because we just had that it massive is, scene in the depot, yeah. but now this is It okay. is a little bit of a... Um, it's sort of like what K9 used to turn into. It's just a get-out-of-jail card. It seems like we're using these quite a lot these days. But with with things like that, I sort of forgive it because it is the Doctor and it's sort of... I know, but two minutes, though. How do you even find the things? I, before well... you can plan and build it, it's just where do you find the components? That's the one that'll take an hour. Yeah, I suppose. Whatever. What do I know? Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> Casualty <laughs> Man gets whacked by a giant 3D hand. What was that? Uh, it was awful, that. What the hell that was, was that? terrible. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Clara restores a knob and the gang run away. Hmm. Mr. Man grabs the TARDIS for some reason and it falls down a shaft. What was that? This is when starts. Well, I think it, start it, to... I don't think it falls that far, does it? I think it just falls onto the track. Yeah. From like a sort of a gantry that's not that high up gantry. but because the because the TARDIS is small it feels like it's falling further do you yeah. know what I mean yeah why is the man grabbing the TARDIS out of the bag I don't know I don't know alright but it doesn't matter what we <laughs> Clara restores an blah, blah 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 the dock lands on a train track with a train coming fast he flips his TARDIS upright by tilting his hand slightly. I think it's great. I okay. think it's great. Yeah, and I when can it, see when that. he moves the TARDIS like that, and then he does the sort of dance of thing, and then it falls over. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake! I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it that. I thought it was funny. Like, it's tongue in cheek. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, nothing. Like how on it earth? It doesn't work like no. that. Nothing works no. like that. But then again, it is in a different dimension, so it doesn't really weigh it's not anything. It's smaller. Yeah, no, but the inside of the TARDIS is not inside the police box. It's not. It's somewhere else entirely. Yeah. So, but then it sort of breaks its own rule of, well, yeah, it doesn't really work for that. Yeah. It's one of those things, just don't think about it. It's yeah. fine. Pseudoscience. He doesn't manage to escape fully, and he pulls a lever just in time. Uh, the TARDIS is now in siege mode with no power left to end it. Meanwhile, the gang are met with a blockage <laughs> or blockage at the end of the tunnel and they steal a train to ram it. Hmm. We don't even see this blockage. What is it? This, uh, I think it's just the people, isn't it? The blockage is the aliens. Is there any well, I don't know. I just, or five? This is the point for me Where's where Where's the big hand thing to... gone? That doesn't come back. That grabbed casualty man. This is the point where it starts to sort of... Yeah, this is... Yeah. Okay. Hmm. We're wrapping it up now. Like, the whole getting the TARDIS at siege mode and everything sort of is a bit... How does that even happen? Uh, yeah. It's just power, right? Can you we just put a battery power. on it or something? Yeah. I've got a couple of... And we've got a TV remote. So Riggsy decided to sacrifice himself, but is talked out of it. What is going on? 
It's, it's a supposed kid. to be like a nice moment, isn't it? But it's just he pointless. decides it before he's made that decision. Yeah, but the thing Scar is, Scar's only talking him out of it. You're it's having very that, easy to do. that whole scene of sort of, well, no, don't do it, don't do it. Da, 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 da. You'd just in reality be like, well, well, hang on, you don't need to do that because look, it'll drive itself quick. Oh. No, no, I've got to do it. Well, no, because you just sat there now, weren't you? Because it's not doing anything. You've pressed go. <laughs> so I'm just going to sit, sit here. here. Um, I like how Clara talks him out of it, though. Oh, that was quite good. It's okay. It's just a bit sort of... There's no point for this. No. Yeah, there's no point for <laughs> that conversation yeah, to happen. Just, we need to finish this now. And, it's and even of... if it did happen, the train didn't get anywhere. So no, it just sucks into the wall. <laughs> um, this is the first bit where... <laughs> even the 2D looks bad now. The train going 2D doesn't look great. No. no. What is happening now? The CGI is awful. It's not awful. It's pretty bad, though. It's comparison to the first half. They did much better with the people. Yes. I think with objects a little bit. It probably is a bit more difficult with objects rather than people. Yeah. Just to sort of flatten it and get it to look right, but yeah, it's your job. But Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the gang got met with a blah, 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 blah. Riggs is decided to sacrifice, blah, blah, blah. The train is made 2D before it has a chance to ram anything. They regroup in an office and Clara decides to TARDIS needs energy. Just energy, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Act three. Budget and time is running out now. The 3D creatures try to make the door to the office 3D so they can get in. This charges the TARDIS and just in the just in time, the dock comes back to get rid of the monsters. A pulse emitting from the TARDIS sends the monsters back. They end up back at the TARDIS and they all say their goodbyes. Rigsy hugs Clara for a long time and he says his goodbyes. Clara demands the Doctor recognises her ability on her own, and he basically slags her off. The Master watches this interaction on her iPad. The next episode is shitty London Forest one. I imagine that through the last part of this episode, like BBC head of drama was watching, you know, like doing mm. his rounds. And he's sat in the chair like I am now, sort of watching him. And then Moffat keeps looking over like, <laughs> to get a bit of approval, and he yeah. just keeps going... Tapping his watch. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. The last it. sort of ten minutes is a bit subpar. It's not terrible. It's just a bit. It feels like you're rushing. But a lot of new who feels like that for me because it it sets up these grand ideas and spends like twenty minutes hmm. sorting it. But then the next bit is sort of a bit rushed because it's sort of the realisation and you've got to fix it and then we're going to move on to the next thing. I think... Oh, God. It's 20 to 2. It is 20 to 2. I think that's the problem with doing individual stories rather than spreading the story out for a whole season mm. like the new series is going to do. I'm excited. Because you have to finish. Yeah. You don't have time. we got 40 minutes. Get it wrapped up. Yeah. Go on. Go on. So they can't be our sack three. Neither should we. No. I'm going to give it an amber. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm going to give the Time Meddler an amber. I feel like I should judge it differently. Just the first heart and the one I've seen that's actually competent. Story-wise, like, I could well, I think, grasp yeah. it and I knew what they were trying to do. Uh, Where the other ones, I was scratching my head a bit. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, it, it, just because one story is green and another story is green, it doesn't mean that it's the same... You know, it doesn't mean that they're both 10 out of 10. It no. just means this story is good. I'm going to give it a green heart, not this one. Nice. 
It is one of the better Hartnells, I'd say. Yeah. It is, you know, it is up there. It is good. Should we move on? I'm going to give Flatline Mm. a dull amber. Yeah. Because it is a bit dull. I'm going to go amber as well. I don't think it's bad. No, it's not. It's not. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. You still need to watch it. It just... What defined Capaldi's era? Not this episode. Yeah, it's just a bit flat line. Right. Anyway, it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't. bit of feedback we've got is from Keith Say. Flatline genuinely creepy monsters and Doctor Who's victory dance when he manages to move the TARDIS is a joy the time meddler jolly tea time fun with rape and murder oh my god a rather charming story if a wee bit slow yeah Uh, there's the two hours of this podcast summed up in you say that every time and every time it's about what Keith says yeah so thanks Keith Luke says (laughs) not me I find Luke says, I, not me, I find both of these a bit overrated, honestly. Time metal is a great concept, as is Flatline, but I tend to get a bit bored by the end. Well, I feel the same. Mm. Uh, the end is the best bit for me, for the time metal level. Yeah, it's great. Nice cliffhangers. Jay Zach. What? Nice cliffhangers? Yeah. What's a nice cliffhanger for me? Oh, in not... my episode. No, not you. For the time meddler. It's a, not, a nice cliffhanger. Oh, no, it's dreadful. It's it? got Missy in it, isn't it? Michelle yeah, my Bloody one, yeah. Gomez. It's awful. Yeah, terrible. Time Meddlers is great, though. <laughs> Ian Smart says, Time Meddler, a pivotal moment in the Who history. First of the TARDIS, of the Time Lord, and the Monk in the first pseudo-historical is a good story. The actual plot secondary overall, a 7 out of 10. Oh. That's all right. And Lee Hall says, I like both episodes very much. Would love to see the meddling monk again. Someday in another storyline. No, so ice. would I. So would I. Yeah, be great. I'm sure. Well, Big Finish would have done it. We don't even need to wonder. Big Finish have done monk, meddling monk stories. So, I propose mm-hmm. for the next episode of the We're Doctor not, you're Who not podcast. Doing no? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I vote we do Evil of the Daleks. What's just have a big review of. The Blu-ray release. Oh, so I don't get my episode. No, just do... Because we're going to be doing all new Who, aren't we, for a while. So you're going to have two new Who episodes in the space of one old Who. Two new Who episodes? Yeah, because it's bi-weekly, isn't it? So the next normal episode of Who Can Convince You will be Evil of the Daleks. And then you'll have a look who's talking. But in the space of that, you'll have two brand new new Who Review episodes as the series goes out. Yeah. Right. So now we're not doing new who. New <clears throat> who is exclusively going to be the new ones that release. And then we go back to normal of doing new After and old, the new and old. Ended. Yeah. But when will we have time to do my review of the new who episodes? 
Well, we'll do them as they, they come, come out. out. On Fridays? No, because they come out on a Sunday, don't they? So we're doing them on Sundays now? We'll, do, we'll have to work that out. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do it. But in any any instance, we will be doing even if we have Blu-ray to do it solely next time we do a Who Can Convince You episode. Two, four, six. We're going to have to do three classic Who episodes. We'll work something out. Even if it is a week later, it gives people time to watch it because nobody's going to watch it dead as it comes out. Why don't people just let us know? Yeah. I'm so tired. Right, so yeah. it's ten to two. It is ten to two. So and you just want to do your story next next time. I think wait well, a seven parter as well. Oh my god! So the I... the next normal episode of Who Can Convince You will be a look who's talking. So you can send in your topics for what you'd like to see oh, us yeah, talk that. about. And then the no- next uh, Doctor Who podcast will be uh, our review of Evil of the Daleks. Mm. And whilst that's going to be going on, we're going to be filtering that in with our reviews of season 13 as they happen. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite sure how we're going to jiggle it, but... Wiggle it? Yeah, something will happen. We will find a way for season 13 to be mentioned in our feed. And we're also we're going to be doing the live stream with the Cloister Bell, All of Time and Space, and My Adventure in Space and Time. So mm. we'll be sharing links to that on our website and on Twitter, as and when. So, yeah, I think that's about it. Thanks, man. It is... Uh, it's 2am. So, thanks very much for listening, everybody. I've been Harry. I've been Luke. And we'll see you next week. And we'll see you next week. Send in your subjects. Yes, yeah, send in your thoughts. Send in everything. Bye. You can send in your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at Who Can Convince or visit our website at www.wccy.co.uk.